welcome to the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen, and we really hope you enjoy the conversation. And if you do, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening. We are excited to share the Kingdom message, which is our mandate. We hope you learn and grow as you listen and grow stronger in your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Have a blessed day and shalom. Well, I'll go ahead and start off first introducing myself. My name is Octavian Fulton. Um, a disciple of the Messiah, Yeshua Hamashiach, and it's just an amazing thing to be here. Uh, you know, two kingdom men coming together, wanting to uh, do more, spread more, get more awareness out of the kingdom and the kingdom message. And uh, once again, it's just an honor to be here to be doing this. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the content, enjoy the journey as much as we enjoy doing it. So. Yeah. How about you? Well, my name is Derek Anderson Jr. Um, I mean, I'm just like you, just a student of the word, one who is constantly learning, just here to share some light, just teach, you know, some things that I've learned and as I consistently learn and study the word that I'll be able to share. Oh, dope. You want to go ahead and tell them how you're an apostle, prophet, <laughs> superintendent of the 15th district. None of that. I'm a minister. That's all I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So, I mean, once again, this is great to be doing this. And so I guess we could just go ahead and hop into some topics. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Nah, you go ahead. All right. Well, uh, I wrote down some topics for... Um, you know, just going on about, you know, as kingdom citizens, people that have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them, you know, you go out and you see the world from a totally different perspective now, especially when you get in and you start reading the scripture from a kingdom perspective. You start to see the world uh, so differently now. You understand things so differently now. And uh, these are the topics that we're kind of going to kind of going to get into. Uh, one of them that I wanted to talk about was um, people always, you know, have this thing of, you know, I know our pastor talks about it a lot of where they're saying, you know, uh, the Lord made me do this and the Lord made me do that. Well, you know, I know uh, the Lord made me go this way. But really one thing we learn uh, about Elohim and his type of love that he has is that he's not going to make us do anything, you know, uh, one thing we know also is that us as human beings, we have free will. Um, so as much as Elohim loves the creation of mankind that he made, he's going to do uh, nothing that's going to interfere with your free will. So we have to understand that when we learn things or I just say when we're going through life, we have to make choices for ourselves. You know, nothing's just going to be laid out in front of us, given to us. There's a road paid for us, and, you know, we're just pushed in that direction. Everything just works out, you know, in that type of fashion. We have to make choices, constant uh, choices every single day that is going to shape our future, uh, change our destiny, uh, and things like that. So uh, I really wanted to just talk about, and get people to understand that, you know, people like to say so much, why does the Lord allow this to happen? Why does, you know, Elohim allow that to happen? There's so much bad stuff going on in the world. 
uh, we have to understand that he gave us dominion in the beginning, you know, um, and that's how it is and that's how it's going to stay. You know, he's, he never goes back on his word. You know, what he says, it stands. And we have to understand that when we we have to do more studying and gain more knowledge and understanding and see that a lot of the things that's going on in the world today, most of it, might as well could say all of it, is the fall of man. We have, uh, we're the people in this earth that have rule over it, dominion over it. And the decisions we make and the things that we do um, affect the earth, affect uh, other people. You know, I even look at things like, you know, I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed or even if you see it this way, but I remember when I was growing up, uh, the weather, um, it didn't used to be like this. You know, I can remember when we were growing up around Christmas time, it was cold, snowing, and all this other stuff. But nowadays, man, you get around, you know, what people celebrate Christmas. You know, we don't celebrate Christmas, but, you know, just so you can know what frame of time I'm talking about. Nowadays, you know, man, it's like hot, 70 degrees, 80 degrees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to sit and think, uh, you know, man, why is this happening? Why is it like this? Why is it nowadays that, you know, it seems like you can't even really tell, you know, season changes like you used to. And it's because of things that we've done to the environment, to the earth, that um, is making it react in certain ways. You know, in scripture, it talks about a lot of the time that, you know, earthquakes and things like that are signs of, you know, wickedness or man doing wrong or just sin in general. So we can understand from that scripture that things that we do also affect the earth. I mean, you know people dumping waste in different places and things like that. The earth is getting destroyed and doing certain things because of our choices, you know? So, you know, a lot of people like to just think, you know, stuff's happening just because it's happening. No, we have to realize and we look down the line, it's something that we're doing because we have dominion. We can control all this, make stuff better or make stuff worse. So I just wanted to, that's one of the things that I wanted to say uh, that came across my mind. So if you want to chime in on that, I know that man. That was real good. The uh, the natural things that well, I guess we're throwing off the natural order um, that the world has. You know, for the the seasons and things such as that. But another thing is, you know, uh, well, we are, we both know that the the seasons are uh, appointed um, for signs. Like they're appointed for a specific time. You know, the holy feast days is actually like you say. We don't celebrate Christmas because we keep the feast days that were established. You know, uh, in scripture um before what happened to i would say well before the modern day christianity so that is what we like to keep we keep the fish days uh, an example is unleavened bread um things like that and one thing that again that we both know is that that signs when it comes to the weather are part of uh one way that elohim speaks to the people and we saw one not too long ago where there was an eclipse in uh, America. And then a couple of days later, there was, I think it may have been, was it? It was a couple of days later, there was another eclipse. It was smaller, but that both of those eclipses, if I can say that, um, made a X or it looked almost like a cross. And, you know, that's the uh, Hebrew olive bed top. And so that was to show that America has been marked. And we, <laughs> and we both know that um, that is 
in um, a while, I think it's seven years that uh, America, there will be judgment upon America. So, and that's one way that Elohim speaks to us because it talks about the tribe of, in scripture, it talks about the tribe of Issachar. They knew the signs of the times and what Israel ought to do. Um, and that's one thing we have to look at too, that the weather like that, like I said, we do impact it, but you got to look at um, another thing about it is just that it's there to show us that, you know, we need to get in line. Like all these hurricanes in American things like that, like these, these are just birth pains, like things are coming, but um, people are taking up on themselves and saying, you know, we going to reveal, we going to do this and we're going to do that. And um, they're opposing what the father really wants them to do, which is just to repent. And, another way, you know, to repent and see how we're affecting each other and also how we're affecting the planet, what he's given us. We're not taking care of what he's given us. And so that that's really all I have on that. Yeah, I remember I was watching um, on the news one time and they were uh, telling Donald Trump, it was like, you know, you, you're pushing so much for building all these businesses, building so many businesses, like, what are you going to do when it's like we're running out of space? Like, you know, you don't want to use all the land we have for just constructing buildings. And, you know, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. We could, you know, we can leave a little bit of the, the earth. We can leave a little bit of the land. It'll be okay. Just a little bit left over. And I'm like, that that's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, we're tearing down trees and things like that. And they have a purpose. You know, one of their purposes, they're supplying oxygen to us. You don't want to, you know, just sit there and, you know, do such things that's going to cause catastrophic, you know, destruction down the line. Uh, you know, that's why they're trying to preserve like the Amazon rainforest because it has such a high percentage of the world's population, uh, the world's percentage of trees. A lot of it uh, is in the Amazon rainforest. So they're fighting for that. And that's one thing about, uh, you know, man, they like to make decisions that are going to lead to specific consequences and then when the consequences come you know you get upset with the consequences and then you're trying to find some magical way that you're gonna you know create a way to counteract and fix this consequence when all that does is just you know starts creating more rabbit holes it's like a person getting sick because you're violating health laws you get sick Mm -hmm. and then you say hey i'm gonna make this better by taking this medication but the medication comes with like 80 different side effects (laughs) <laughs> it's like how about we just go to the beginning where you messed right. up doing this and fix this instead of constantly keep trying to fix you know all the things you can't fix mm-hmm. and you know like you said all that comes with changing your ways you know repenting mm-hmm. changing the way you think yes yeah and that we and we know that that's what repent really means it actually means to change that's what Yeshua was saying he was telling the people to change but in today's time Again, I speak so much on modern day Christianity because I was I was so tied up in it um, when it, I was taught that, you know, when you repent, you just say you're sorry and that's it. Mm-hmm. But we see so many people. So even for me, uh, I would say I'm sorry, then go back out, do the same thing. Like uh, and it was really, really <laughs> it was my wife. My wife was telling like she questioned a lot of stuff that, you know, we did in church and, and things like that. And that's what actually brought me to finding a, you know, basically our current shepherd, um, because he was teaching and a lot of stuff I didn't understand. I just accepted. Uh, but once you start to ask questions, that's when I started to question self, uh, stuff myself, which there's nothing wrong with raising questions. But the thing is, do you, do you have the heart to want to know? 
so many people they um question um you know the kingdom message but they do it with the intent to mock it yeah um so when I started to question it, and then, you know, I learned that repenting meant to actually change and to have a change of heart and say, you know, I never do that again. I started seeing, and, and then, you know, with the kingdom message, we understand that it's about a king and his kingdom. And uh, just started reading scripture for myself as well. When Yeshua, when he would heal people, he would tell them, you know, go and sin no more. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't bring that up. <laughs> Like yeah. he he didn't say, okay, you've been healed and I go sin again. Like his whole point was to what what a lot of people don't like to talk about as believers is actually abiding by the law. He was telling them, you know, don't do this again, don't break this law. Because we know that um that's what we have today, especially in America, is a is a bunch of lawbreakers. Like it's so common just to break the law. Um I mean, you will hear people who've done numbers of things and they haven't been you know uh been held accountable for any of their actions because they haven't been caught uh i guess you would say by the the law enforcers you know we call the police but when it comes to the kingdom and you breaking laws i'm uh scripture talks about the elohim behold his eyes are in every place they see the evil and the good like he sees everything and because he sees everything like he knows when we're doing right and when we're doing wrong and you know that holds us to a certain accountability so when i confess now that i've changed like my thing is to have that uh what scripture talks about that fear and we know fear means to have deep reverence or another word is respect that we have respect for him and um i'm not looking to go back there like i've been delivered and you know i i could go on for a while on that but yeah that's my whole point yeah, um, just to hit on, you know, what you said about, you know, uh, repentance and changing the way that you think. Um, mm-hmm. If we really study the time that Yeshua came up, we'll understand, you know, why he actually came and gave his uh, declaration message, you know, his mission statement. The first thing he proclaimed um, during that time uh you know, you had the main religious, you know, groups, you had the Pharisees, you had the Sadducees, and you had all these different people. And so in the lands, you had all these different people that were, you know, hearing the way that they taught things, the way that they believed things. And we know that Yeshua went all the time and was rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees for all their religious practices that they did. Right. You know, that's why uh, they called out Yeshua's disciples so much on the things that they did. Why don't they wash their hands? Why are they going through these fields and eating these things uh, when they're not supposed to? It's, it's the Sabbath or the Shabbat. Uh, they're not supposed to do these things. Um, so when Yeshua came during that time, it was so many other things being taught, so many religious ideologies out here that were being spread that people were taking. So when he came up to actually preach the message that was supposed to be spread, the first thing he told them was repent change the way that you think because the kingdom is here and if you want to accept this lifestyle or come aboard on this lifestyle you're going to have to come into this uh line of thinking you know and if we go uh study um in the hebrew language that's what we like to do you know uh study the original hebrew language we'd see that uh you know if we did more digging that that's what that word means and i've even looked at the word repent in the greek you know and we don't really even really uh, take a hold of the Greek, but even the Greek says it means change the way that you think. So even they got it right on that one. But it's just, you know, 
we just don't take our time to study. Most times, you know, I know when I was growing up in church, what the pastor told you, you just believed it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and and you didn't go study it for yourself. So wh- whatever pastor said, you just said, that's right, pastor. And then you go and fight somebody about what you, what you thought was right about what your pastor said. So. Yeah. And, um, one point is, you know, we not, we are not Hebrew Israelites. We do not promote that message. Yeah, but we do stay that out. <laughs> <laughs> we are, yeah. But man, the whole um and one thing about our shepherd, uh Octavia and I both um go to the same ministry. And our shepherd actually encourages encourages us to actually check out what he says, to check out what um he teaches us. He encourages us to go check what he's saying, like look it up in scripture. If he's given a fact or something for history, go check it out in history because we learn a lot of history. And not just uh, in history, we learn a lot of black history. We learn a lot of history when it comes relative to scripture, how Christianity came about today. Because one thing that you don't have in the church today is original, original knowledge, which is truth. And that hit me hard because when uh, I remember when he asked the question, he was like, what is truth? And I was like, facts. <laughs> <laughs> but facts are not always true because anything can be a fact if it's true right now. But what is original truth? Yeah. And when I got that idea, I understood, you know, when it comes to original truth, then you can see the intent and the purpose of behind a concept. And um, that was when I understood why he asked that question. And I understood. It started, helped me understand scripture a lot better. And that's what I think. um people have an issue when they're reading scripture because they're reading it with the wrong precept, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is a preconceived thought. And I know we had one guy, one guy posted this on his Facebook. He stated that, uh, and he was uh, requoting our uh, pastor. He said, knowing the, um, you can help me out, Octavian, if you uh, can remember, knowing um, what is it, having a kingdom precept is more important than the Bible? Oh, yeah. Um, knowing the uh, kingdom keys is more important yes. than reading the Bible. Right. And so many people were against that because you have a lot of religious people, like you talked about, people who um, were just fighting, you know, how can you talk about the Bible? How can you say this about the Bible? Because, you know, on, on the front uh, cover of it says, Holy Bible. You know, people don't want to mess with that, but um, if you read the Bible with the wrong precept, then you won't understand what it's about. You know, you won't understand what the message in the scriptures was all about. You will have the wrong uh, concept, then therefore you will build um, the wrong convictions, um, and you will basically have a, a bad belief system. And you, we know that your beliefs, what comes behind your beliefs, you know, your philosophy, your lifestyle, and that's what we see a lot of. That's why it's so easy for people to, you know, do wrong, go to the club and go to church because they believe what they're doing is right. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, them having the wrong idea when they read the Bible, if they read it, because I found that a lot of Christians actually don't even read their Bible. Um, but that's the thing that we have to do because we also know that the Bible is just a translation of some of the scriptures. We don't even have all the scriptures in the Bible. Yeah, and a lot of this uh, comes with, like you said, just 
people just have so many, you know, different belief systems, you know, um, wrongly ingrained in them. And that's why it is so important to make sure that you have a correct, solid foundation, because if you think of an idea as a seed, which, you know, we know that ideas are like seeds and when they are planted into your brain, they grow. And if we start thinking of it in terms as a physical tree, you know, when a tree grows and let's say, for example, that tree finally grows and then you realize like, man, either this is the wrong type of tree or we don't need this tree. And then talking about terms of, you know, your mind, like, man, this way I was this way of thinking that I had was wrong. But to get somebody to realize it can be such a challenge because that tree has grown. We know when it's time to take, you know, you want to cut a tree down or take a tree out the ground. It's hard work. <laughs> to pull the roots the the roots of a tree deeply out of the ground that's that's nothing easy and that's how it is with people nowadays you know trying to get them for to uh you know you end up you know getting in debates with people about the things they believe i mean it it's a difficult thing and that's why it's so important to make sure that we check everything that's coming to us before we just accept it you know because right. you do not want you know something in you that you know, later down the line, you realize, man, this is wrong. And then, you know, you really got to go do some, you know, meditating, reading the words, speaking in tongues and things like that for the <laughs> uproot that up out of you. Mm-hmm. And um, this was actually one of my fears, especially starting a family, because, I, you know, I have a, a wife and a child and, you know, being the head of my household, I was like, one thing I don't want is for my family to be deceived. And um, that was actually a fear. I know we're not supposed to have fear, but that was one thing. Like when I would hear people, I would try to make sure, you know, is this truth? Is this, this, is this that? Like I've, I've listened to certain people and then some in my spirit was like, you know, they off. <laughs> um, and it had, had nothing to do with my belief system. It was just the um, Holy Spirit uh, revealing it to me. And the um and I'll say this, I, I believe this will help somebody. One thing that the um Holy Spirit revealed to me is that as long as I spend time in the word, spend time with him and spend time uh meditating, that I can never be deceived. Oh um, that's a good one right there. <laughs> and that actually helped me out a lot because I actually, you know, they helped me trust him more and depend on him like I won't have to worry about you know is this right is this right is this wrong is this wrong like as long as I stay as long as I stay connected to the spirit of truth then I can stay connected to truth um or I should say connect to the word of truth um and so that that was one thing that I heard so now when I listen to different people um you know I can be able to discern because this is what scripture talks about um those that are what is it you can help me out again, Octavian. Study um those that are trained. I get the scripture. Next time we come on, I get that scripture so I can um reference it because it talks about how we study to um not only show ourselves approved, but there's another scripture that talks about that when we study that we can be able to rightly discern the word of truth. Okay, okay. Yeah, and to hit on your point, this is leading to something that I actually had written down later to talk about in the in the podcast, but I guess I'll touch on it a little now that uh, 
we like you said, if you if we're constantly meditating, uh, staying in touch with the Holy Spirit, you won't ever get deceived, and that's so true because um, if we find ourselves meditating on other things a lot that are not of the Spirit, like let's just say you're watching random YouTube video skits all day and stuff like that, you're not spending as much time. Uh, in the word, praying and meditating as you do those things, you will find yourself not as uh, spiritually in tune or not hearing from uh, the Holy Spirit as much as you should. So, you know, um, with having that, the Holy Spirit on the back burner while you're meditating on other things, it's easier for certain stuff to get in because you're not in tune to hear him say, hey, you know, uh, you need to check that. Don't listen to that. Don't do that. But we're distracted looking another way by so many other things, distracted by, you know, uh, other things that we're allowing to uh, constantly be meditated in our mind that you can um, easily get deceived. You can easily allow something to come in that it shouldn't if you don't keep yourself uh, in constant contact, constantly walking through the spirit praying in the spirit and stuff like that at all times. I just wanted to say that. No, that's good, man. Um, that was actually one thing that I needed because outside of a Sunday school lesson, I didn't know we was supposed to study every day. Um, it wasn't until I got older that, you know, I got connected to somebody who showed me how important it was to actually study every day, to read every day, to make studying a lifestyle. And that's what a lot of believers miss. Like we, we like um, YouTube videos. You know, you have a lot of these YouTube videos out here today, all about gaming, and you have little kids watching them. And I was just like, do y'all not realize why they watching these videos? Like they're watching them because they're learning. They want to learn how to play the game. That's why you see 16, 17 year olds who can pick up a video game so easily and so quick. Because I mean, that's what their minds are. You know. That's what they're constantly feeding themselves. Um, just to back up your point, like they're learning how to play the game to become better at it because they're studying. It. Yeah. You know, so busy, you know, playing games, you know, the Holy Spirit will be saying something to you, but your mind's so focused on, man, I got to learn that combo. You know, you're, <laughs> you're not hearing, you know, the Holy Spirit nudging you saying like, hey, maybe, you know, take some time to do this. Go this way. You know, that's why it's good when you, you know, our pastor always tells us if you ask the Holy Spirit for something, don't just say, you know, Holy Spirit, help me with this and then walk away, cut on the TV or something like that. Like, you know, you know, you're not going to hear the answer. He, he's trying to talk to you and he's not going to be someone that just screams like cut off the TV and go outside listening to me. You know, he's not going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> right. Um, and. Uh, I was going to bring up one of my points if we have time for it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, one of the ones I was going to bring up since we're talking about, you know, what we're feeding ourselves and um, basically, you know, clouding our minds. One thing that I actually learned, I know you had, uh, we talked about it when Yeshua beat the people out of the temple. Um, one thing that I learned when I was reading it, because I didn't really pick up on the concept until I uh, studied that studied it after you text me, and when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I get it." Like that was an example of uh, him getting uh, basically the word coming in and reading 
reading um i guess you would say uh, like a temple a body of all the mist that's in there because we know once we get born again that our minds still have to be worked on um our mind has to be renewed and that's one thing that the word does and when yeshua was you know beating the people out of temple that's one thing that was an example one example of the word coming in and, and basically getting mess out <laughs> because yeah. uh our, our minds really are very important. And like, you know, the enemy knows that that's why there's so much uh, push for all this information, like YouTube, um, all these social media platforms, like everything is out there to cloud our minds when, and you know, we really don't have, well, people don't have time to meditate. And the whole point of it is to keep your mind busy. Yeah, thoughts. Uh, I heard someone say one time that um, one of the most dangerous things about thoughts is that they hold the mind captive of the person who is actually thinking about their thought. You know, so we have to make sure that uh, the thoughts that we're having are, you know, decent thoughts. I was talking to someone today and he was telling me, you know, um, sometimes I'll talk to people and, you know, um, you'll spend so much time trying to make sure you appease them or make them happy and things like that. You'll find yourself. That's all you're thinking about all the time. And I was like, that's a dangerous thing because you, the enemy has come in and placed something in your mind. And the next thing you know, you're thinking about that so much to where, you know, you should probably be focusing on, you know, your business plan. You probably should be focusing on your wife and kids. But this thought has played your mind and invaded your mind to the point to where you can't even focus on other things. And, you know, that's dangerous. Um, and also, I remember uh, talking about Yeshua running the people out of the temple. Uh, someone brought up an interesting question that he, you know, some a lot of times we just read the scripture and just read the words and don't really try to dig deep into mm-hmm. it and let you know the holy spirit reveal so much more to us because as we know um and as we've been taught the scripture teaches more than it says mm-hmm. right um well someone raised the question that you know the people were in the temple you know selling and things like that and someone asked like well how did they get in the temple in the first place and uh <laughs> the guy who was teaching he said because the people who were over the temple let them be there right you know, they knew they were there and they let them be there and you sure <laughs> ran them out. And that's another that's a, a a representation of today. You know, a lot of people, you know, they like to, you know, uh, throw it all on mega churches and stuff like that, Of you know, that we have. And this can also go with, you know, that, you know, what people call church hurt and stuff like that. But you do have, you know, uh, people who claim to be born again, uh, churches, you know, assemblies and things like that that, you know, claim to be one thing and another thing. You know, I'm pretty sure that temple were, you know, preaching to people, telling them to go live right and stuff like that. But at the same time, you're in the church, you know, willing and dealing. You know, so <laughs> we, we we have to understand and know that because uh, the scripture told us that there's going to be wolves that are going to come in among the, you know, the lambs. There's going to be, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing. Right. So, you know, we shouldn't be so surprised, you know, people like to blow it up. You know, you see one uh, person who's supposed to be a preacher do a bad thing. And then next thing you know, like, see, I told you that whole, you know, following the Lord thing is a sham. It's like, you're going to take really one bad egg and just throw out the whole dozen, mm-hmm. you know? So 
Uh, that's just a side thing, you know, that came to my mind when you said that. No, that was good. Uh, I did want to kind of, re- uh, I guess it was, I, I could say retract for a second, like Second uh, Timothy 2 and 15, the scripture I was looking for. Mm-hmm. It reads, be diligent to present yourself approved to Elohim, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's the one I was looking for. Uh, but just to piggyback off what you're saying, you completely right. Like there are so many people who, you know, when the whole big woke trend was going on, so many people were uh, saying, you know, uh, talking about the Christian religion and about how false it was and how it's just to trap you and things like that, which it is meant to control because we saw Christianity being used to control slaves, being used in the crusades. And that's why we are here, you know, speaking on the kingdom message, because the thing about the kingdom message is that it is uh, untainted and the motives appear. Um, it's all about promoting what the father wants and not about what men want and not putting anybody above anybody else because we know that we work together in unison. We work together in unison. We all are in the body of believers working together for one purpose. And that's one thing that the uh, kingdom message teaches because as kingdom citizens, we all work together in order to, I won't say build up the kingdom, but we understand that we have a function and assignment in the kingdom. Um, and to even speak on people in the church who are doing things like that, you know, how can we even consider them to be kingdom senses? Like these people are not true ambassadors, you know, rep- representatives. They're, you know, some people say they're bad representatives. Well, I'll say they, they false preachers or they're mm-hmm. false teachers. And if you look in the book of uh, first Yokanon, second Yokanon, I think it's third and third Yokanon, like I'm referring to John. First John, second John, third John, like you'll see all all throughout there how it's talking about being aware of these false teachers in the in the last days. And we know we're in the last days. And there's so many ideologies out there today to, you know, throw people off and people just trying to figure out what is truth, what is this, what is that? And the real problem is it's bad representatives, it's bad ambassadors, and then you got false ones. <laughs> And that's what it talks about is just uh, being aware of that. And as believers, we have to be the ones who, you know, spread the the true light, uh, who spread the uh, true kingdom message to be, um, to carry the government of heaven, you know, in us. When people see us, they see a different government. They're like, oh, this person is different. They're not like this person over here. They, there's something different about them. But it's so much of mixing and so much corruption that's going on in the church. And, you know, that's just, again, it's just the enemy working. Um, I perhaps talked about today that there are people actually working for the old serpent. They're working for Satan. And a lot of them don't even realize it, that they're actually doing his will and um, thinking they're working for Elohim. Deception is a horrible thing, man. <laughs> it's a, it, it really is, man, to just could you imagine the the amount of people who live their lives thinking they were going in the right direction just to, mm-hmm. you know, go into the judgment day and realize that the things that they believed were uh, not true at all. And the scripture talks about that, um, you know, the people are going to, you know, see, um, I believe are going to see uh, Satan in the end. 
and you know look at him and be like man this is the one that's behind all this you know he 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 was the one that was doing all this and oh we can get into so much because you know it just makes you want to get in there you just don't see but i guess you can see because we were all like this at one point but it's like how do we not understand that this life is more than just the physical there's, there's so there's so much spiritual warfare going on there's so there's so much uh, spiritual influence and things going on uh, and it's sad to just see that people don't realize that it reminds me in the scripture uh, when Yeshua was walking out of this house and he saw that it was so many people outside coming to see him they wanted something from him and uh, the scripture says that he you know started feeling sad for him because he said he looked at them all and he and he saw just, you know, sheep without shepherds, you know, and it's just really such a sad thing. You know, there's so many people deceived out here. And, you know, some people, are you know, know that, you know, that they don't know what's going on with life and things like that. And they're trying to figure it out. And, you know, the enemy will hurry up and try to swoop in and send some false teachers, some false prophet to come in and. You know, tell them, you know, life's about this and that and the other and go this way. We see a lot of that, you know, with the Hebrew Israelites because there's so much hate in that. You know, they, they, you know, you see all this stuff going on with race wars and then some Hebrew Israelite comes and says this and this and this when you're young and uh, immature and inquiring some type of knowledge. And they come in and swoop you in and, you know, next thing you know, you're following a whole different doctrine. And some people, you know, are just happy following you know, the uh, delusion or um, the wrong doctrine that they have and they'll sit there and fight you over it, you know. You see that nowadays with stuff like the LGBT community, you know, you you cannot tell them people (laughs) 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 that the lifestyle they're doing is is not the right way to go. You can't tell them. And that was uh, one thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but to explain this, because one thing that um, I had trouble with explaining to people who were a part of the LGBTQ community to community was why you know homosexuality was wrong. Uh, but with the kingdom message, like I said, about you know I'm not trying to say it so much, but <laughs> that's what it is to have this understanding. Like now, it, it's so easy for me to explain to them why it's wrong. This was not the original design of the king like exactly. he it was not meant for a man to be with man a woman to be with woman his plan was for there to be a man and a woman in, in a union and uh the thing that he says he wants from our union is um holy children or i th- think it says in the new king james version godly children um or godly offspring that that's actually what he wants from us we're here to produce you know, after um, basically we are here to be sons and daughters of him. And then we're here to produce sons and daughters. We're supposed to raise up our children and give them the same teaching. And that's why Abraham was actually uh, chosen because a- the father knew what Abraham would do with his kids, that he would raise up his kids and teach them. Um, and then I could go a whole lot more into, you know, why the, um, homosexuality why homosexuality is wrong uh more than just saying because the bible says it's wrong it, it's so much more than that man we have um, to say more than that <laughs> they've been saying that for years 
Right. The Lord didn't make, he made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Like, really? But That's all it, you got against, is your little jingle? <laughs> but it's against his vision, his predestined purpose for mankind in the earth. Like, that goes against it. It's basically perverted. Uh, when you do that, you're trying to start, especially when people trying to start a family, it's a perverted family. Like, that's what um, the old serpent likes to do. He likes to take what Elohim is doing and twist it. That's why you see all these false churches and all these other religions. Like, he understands how the kingdom functions and how it works. And he's going to take it and he's going to twist it because he knows because <laughs> he knows that the principles work in the earth and he knows that if wicked people get a hold of these principles that they can do a whole lot but um that's my whole point on that yeah i mean um like you said lucifer well he used to be lucifer he's an old serpent now um he knows, you know, uh, all the laws and principles and things like that of the kingdom. I mean, he, you know, the scripture tells us he was the most knowledgeable, one of the most knowledgeable beings that Elohim created. Uh, you know, he walked among, you know, uh, the mountain, or, you know, as we know, the scripture uh, is the government. Um, you know, he was the covering cherub, you know, and so he has all this knowledge. Uh, so he knows how to take it and also manipulate it. And try to use it for his own um, selfish desires because he has such a deep understanding of it. You know, uh, when we can figure out that us as mankind, we're not as smart as him and we have to lean more on, you know, Elohim than our own understanding. Uh, Because, you know, I mean, he's been doing this for thousands of years, man. You wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm just going to go and figure out how to do this on my own. I mean, he loved that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he that that's what he loves. You know, you can just gave him an easy W. <clears throat> well, uh, we're forty one minutes in. I guess we can go ahead and just skip to the, uh, <laughs> you know, what we learned <laughs> from the week. You know, these uh, I, these times are gonna go by fast, man. Because you know, we just so full. You know, it's just so much to say, right. and it's just gonna be more and more and more. The more we grow, the more we learn. When we dive into this, and the more you live and experience things, mm-hmm. no, you're right, man. Uh, I can share, uh, like I said, the one thing I learned was about the uh, when Yeshua was getting the people that were selling in the temple, getting them out, and um, just about one thing that uh, Doctor Larry, uh, our shepherd, one thing that he shared recently, like I. Um, understood that you know when sin is given a chance to grow that it will lead to to death uh, but it was the way he put it the way he explained it he said when you give sin the right to grow when it's allowed to grow in you like as long as you keep continue to do this thing then it's continually growing in you and you're building up a rebellious spirit so it's one thing, and scripture talks about that we as believers are not to make a practice of sinning or practice. Another word for sin is rebellion. We're not to make a practice of rebelling against the king. And um, I just had never heard it put like that because if you understand, like we were talking about seed, seeds, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. And I know when we talked about seeds, like when, you know, we get the word planted uh, in us, you know, it, it's allowed to grow. Um, but you know, rebellion, it can also have a chance to grow if we allow it. 
Yeah, that's definitely true because, you know, this life is built on laws, principles, like we said before, you know, even with the enemy learning how to twist them. You know, this life is set on laws, principles, rules, regulations, uh, things like that. So, you know, they can be used for one side or the other, you know, and we can either, you know, go out here and practice the laws and go along the side of the kingdom, you know, and things like that. Because if we uh, remember uh, in Luke, there was a scripture where Yeshua was talking about uh, money and he was talking about how um, he was it was basically he was talking about a parable. I don't want to misquote uh, which one, because I think there was two where he was referring to money. But at the end of it, um, he basically told his disciples that they needed to go out and make uh, friends with those of the world that understood the principles and the laws and rules and the regulations that govern money so that they could learn it and they could go um, work it for themselves because it seemed like the people of the world was more knowledgeable than uh, the disciples or, you know, people who claim that they belong to uh, the king Elohim and um, they could go either way because in that scripture it tells you that even those of the world understood the laws and the principles and things like that and that was making it work for them and I say all that to say this is that you know you can take these laws and use them for to you know grow seeds of righteousness in you you know and that way you can become a tree of righteousness or you can go and use these laws and meditate and you know use it to go study your favorite, you know, music, your favorite rapper and things like that. And next thing, you know, you grow into a tree of, you know, uh, whatever seed that uh, rapper or that artist is putting out. So once we understand that, you know, we'll be able to understand, like I told someone today, if we can go out here and understand these principles, precepts and laws that Elohim has set up that is uh, here to govern the earth, we'll end up making life work for us. Right. You're completely right, man. But that's all that I had. If uh, you have anything else. Yeah. Um, you probably, you saw this. I know you saw this on, um, it was a memory that came up on my Facebook where I said that experience was the best teacher. And when I saw that, I looked at it and, you know, I just, reposted and I was like I was really ignorant at this time <laughs> you know I, I've come to find out that experience isn't the best teacher you know uh, someone says you know the school of the school of wisdom is um, tuition free but the school of experience is going to cost you you know mm-hmm. um, I like to think of it in terms of when you're trying to explain it in terms of like raising a child you know, uh, you have a child and you teach this child things and try to lead them in different directions because you don't want them to go through the things that you went through because you didn't know certain things which made you go through certain experiences that in the end were tragic for you and it made you learn a lesson that you could have learned in the beginning if somebody would have just taught you and you would have never had to go through said experience. Um and we do our kids like that. You know, there are many things that we'll, we can say that before we were born again or even, you know, after being born again that we didn't know. And we went and did that if we would have known better, had some some type of wisdom, if a father would have sat down with their child and told them, hey, you know, I've been here where you've been. 
I know what is in their direction. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, if you're the type of person who's going to take your money, spend all of it, you're never going to have any money, you know. And people like to, you know, say like, oh, well, you can't tell me what to do. Well, I guarantee you there's nobody that has ever lived that's, you know, gotten their money, spent all of it, and somehow activated a principle of, oh, he spent all his money, he gets more money. It doesn't work like it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like that. So if we had more people in our lives to help counsel us, you know, more uh, shepherds, more mentors and things like that, that we could have in our lives that would teach us things, life would be so much easier. Uh, you wouldn't have to go through things. You wouldn't have to, you know, go through this experience. It's the best teacher type thinking. And I'll just say this for me. The only reason I said that was because that's the only type of uh, experience I had, not knowing stuff, going through stuff. Oh, I learned something. And you're saying this is the best way to learn something. Well, you never had the other way, so you can't really compare it. But uh, that's what I wanted to say, if you wanted to chime in on that. But, uh, yeah, experience isn't the best teacher. Somebody coming and giving you knowledge and you accepting that knowledge, meditating it to get understanding and then apply it in your life, which is wisdom, that's the best teacher. And that's the best way to do things. Uh, you said everything, man. <laughs> uh, and I think we can uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. Well, that's the uh, first episode in the books. So we'll be doing more and more and more. So stay tuned for that. Oh, okay. We underway. Let's get this first episode of Kingdom Conversation in the history books. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of Legends. <laughs>